you've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we welcome a special guest to come take a deep dive into a one-hit wonder artist with us. And together, we decide if that artist brought the one-hit thunder or was nothing more than a one-hit blunder. You can find One Hit Thunder anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join in on the fun each week. Dylan. Hey, Matt. You're sitting right next to me. I can touch you. <laughs> Slow down, man. You got to feed me first. We're not that eating until tr- after this. That's true. That's true. So we're talking about a TV episode that's going to make my friend Lauren very excited because she loves the, our podcast and she's the one that made me watch the first season of Ghosts and I was like, I'll finish this because it's British, so they're like six episode seasons. <laughs> I believe they call them series. The, sorry, there's there's six episode series. Series, um, series, series. Yeah, I can't, I can't pluralize series. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But as I was watching it, they do two Christmas episodes. But I wanted to talk about this one first. We'll for sure talk about the other one at some point. You know what? I want to talk about it because I cry. I didn't like full blown weep, but I got like yeah. teardrops twice while watching this particular episode, and I was like. Fuck it. I just watched it. Let's talk about it on the podcast. So yeah. here we are talking about Ghosts. What's your history with the show Ghosts? Um, there is none. You said, hey, we're going to watch Ghosts. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. You're like, it's on HBO Max. And I brought it up to Teddy and she's like, oh, I heard of that. It's on CBS. So apparently there's an American they remake just, version. They just did an American remake. It's starring one of the guys from, I want to say, Pitch Perfect. Okay. Or something like that. But yeah, so so ghosts. I liked it. The simple premise of the show is 
that I'm sure you picked up most of this, but it's a even home, though you made me watch what was literally the last the episode, last episode of the last season so that was far. Released. There's going to be more, but, I'm sure. But yeah, so the the basic premise is that you've got this husband and wife, Mike and Allison, who okay. inherit a home, and while they're at the home, the home is filled with ghosts of anybody who's died on that property throughout the history of time. So you've got like a caveman ghost, you've got ghosts that were killed in the plague, and then like 80s senators and like Boy Scout troop leaders and such. Now, Mike and Allison can't see the ghosts in the beginning, but they're like, we've got to scare them out of the house, and if that doesn't work, we'll have to kill them. Oh, so they tried to like Beetlejuice them. They tried to Beetlejuice them, but here's the thing. None of them have any real skills. So like the one woman was killed in the Salem witch trial, so her only haunting skill is that she can whatever room she's in smells like burning okay um the caveman can control lights a little bit to make them flicker and the senator who doesn't have pants on can use his one index finger to affect things yeah so it's like their big plan of like scaring them out of the house is like <laughs> we'll make the lights flicker and you can gently move a vase <laughs> like, so <laughs> So obviously the scares don't work, yeah. but the senator sees Allison at one point leaning out the window and uses his finger poke to try to push her to her death. But he, Michael J. Fox, frighteners her instead, where she can now see and communicate with all of these oh, ghosts. Shit, yeah. Mike still can't. So Mike has no clue what's going on except that like he knows that there are ghosts in the house and that she can communicate with them. But he's completely out of the loop of what they're saying or what's going on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, so the episode I watched, Mike still can't see the ghost. Mike ghosts. still can't see the ghost. So they do it very, like, sixth sensey. Like, if I didn't, if you didn't tell me that, I would never have been able to tell. This episode wasn't, I noticed that, that this episode in particular didn't really harp on that nearly no. as much. There's a lot of jokes where, like, in this, even in the third season, like, he's come to know all of the different ghost personalities and yeah. he'll know, like, oh, the captain's doing something. And there'll be like all these bits where he'll turn and face the other direction and start thanking the ghosts. And they'll just be like, we're on this side, but that's fine. Thank you so Aww, much. Like they, that's pretty sweet. So, but that, how, Wait, how does she go about convincing him? Because at some point, you probably just got to think that your girl's nuts. And roll, uh, he, does, out. he does for a while, for like two or three episodes, he, he thinks that she's crazy until like... She just kind of does stupid parlor tricks using yeah. the ghosts. I can get behind that. So there's one throwaway joke in the ver- at the very... Actually, we'll get there when we get there. So the concept of this, all of the ghosts have their different distinct personalities. Yeah. The one ghost, Kitty, is very childlike, and she considers she Allison her best friend. Yeah. She was, that was the... She's the black woman, right? Yeah, the black woman okay. who, like, she has a horrible backstory. So throughout yeah. the show... They do these backstory episodes. We get Fanny's backstory a little bit in this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they'll do that in most of the episodes. You'll learn a little bit more of the ghost's past. And Kitty was like an adopted daughter to, to a rich person. Okay. But the sister would constantly remind everybody that she wasn't truly her sister and didn't deserve anything. And it's kind of implied that her death is directly linked to her sister trying to make sure that Kitty doesn't get anything in the family fortune. Yeah, like there's some like dark elements to the show throughout, but it's mostly like a lighthearted British comedy. This was, yeah, this was very lighthearted, very British. Yes. Like very British. I'm not sure if you watched the credits or skipped, but if you check the bottom of the screen, 
when it says like created by, there's like seven names. Yeah. And that's because every single ghost in the show is the creator and writer. Like they're all like it's an ensemble collective thing. I think there's like one ghost who's like a hired actor and the rest are all like creators. Yeah, I'd like to go back and and check it out from the beginning, honestly. It's an easy breezy knock out all three seasons in like a week. It is. This this episode was very one-off-ish. So it was nice because I was worried Especially when I went to the end and I was like, oh, shit, this is the last episode of this last yeah. <laughs> season. Um, I hope I know what's going on. But I kind of I, I picked it up. Kitty was hands down my favorite character. She's I loved her childlike wonder throughout this entire. Dude, her just staring the, at the dancing Santa with the saxophone. Yes, like... She was so excited. <laughs> so excited throughout the entire episode. And just she took me back. I mean, she took me back to the way that we felt as kids believing in santa you were talking about how very british this is and i yeah. and i think that one of the best like because when i connect things with british comedy i think of like Shaun of the dead it being like one see, of my I always first... think of mighty boosh <laughs> see and i've actually never watched mighty boosh Ooh, for all the british stuff that i've watched i've never to. seen mighty boosh you know like the the cadence of how they do dialogue yeah is very distinct distinct mm-hmm. and mike has a moment in this that makes me chuckle because that's kind of like British comedy, I feel like, is is a lot of chuckle, not a ton of, like, explosive laugh-out-loud laugh out loud moments. Yeah. But it's when he's first, like, tent, and he, like, walks over to the tent, and then the dog runs out, and he goes, dog in a tent, and he <laughs> runs away. But then he's bringing Allison to it, and he goes, that's the tent. And she goes, I see. And he goes, that's the that's dog. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then they, they meet the homeless man who's living in a yes. tent on their property, who's named Nicholas, which just brings so much joy to Kitty's face. Yep. And then his name is, what's the dog's name? It's like close enough to Rudolph that she gets yeah. all excited. It's like Randolph or yeah. something like that. So like, I, what I liked was Kitty was also trying to convince the other ghosts that Santa was there. Yeah. Be- because, again, this guy was not only named Nicholas, but dressed in red, like was constantly wearing red. Yeah. And I mean, he fit the bill. He fit the bill 100%. Now, the flip side is that Mike and Allison in this episode, are they're planning to just have a quiet Christmas to yeah. themselves. Yep. The, the ghosts want them to join in their festivities, which is the giant ghost quiz. Yeah. Uh, and one of the ghosts, I always forget his name, but he's the, the Boy Scout troop leader ghost, is p- helping her prep. Prepping for, questions. Prepping questions. Yeah. And there's, there's a bit that I love where I forget, I can't remember which ghost he's talking about, but he goes, now we all love the Beatles, but what is so-and-so's favorite Beatle? Is it the dung? Is it the <laughs> and, it's like, and it's such a good, like, you're yeah. just sitting there like, what a fucking great, yeah. stupid joke. And And that's kind of like the whole show is just it's moments like that. It's moments like that. They're, they're trying to, they like, they clearly like this homeless guy, but there's yeah. that part of them that's like, he is on our property. Like, he yeah. is trespassing, and we should do something about it. And they keep fighting because it's so close to Christmas. And Mike goes like, I don't know. It feels wrong. Like, I'm, oh, what's his name? Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, you know that there's a non-Muppet version of that story? I believe I texted you a- as soon as I heard that line. And I was like, is this why I'm watching this? Yes. No. she <laughs> Because I believe there's a numb Muppet version of that movie, of that story. And he goes, mm-hmm. yeah, but none of them are good. Yep. As soon as I heard that line, I was like, that's why I'm watching this. Not that it was bad. I don't want anybody. I know the, the running bit on this show is that anything Matt likes, I hate. But no, I, I actually really, really enjoyed this. 
You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. I'm going to go back and watch the other ones. Um, I'm excited to watch what you said. There's another Christmas special. Yeah, there's a season two gets a Christmas special. So okay. series one is six episodes. Okay. Technically, technically, it's three series of six episodes. And then outside of the episode run was Christmas episodes. So okay. they did like... Like obviously HBO Max isn't gonna like just have them as like a separate thing, so they just lump them in yeah, with whatever yeah, season aired at that point. The other thing that I wrote down, the other the only other line that I wrote down that I want to bring up is Mike drafts this letter because they're upset that now there's a second homeless person spending yeah. the night outside. But they decide not to send the letter. But then the senator who has the ability to touch things with his index finger sends yeah. it anyway because him and the captain have been arguing that like they cannot let this guy stay. Yes. So this leads to the line where he's like, I didn't send it. And she's like, well, I didn't hit send. And then she looks at the senator and he just goes, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, I'm no liberal, but kicking out a vagrant at yeah. Christmas time. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, oh, God. I, there's so much happening. It is a... It is. It's only thirty minutes. It's, like it's, it's, it's a thirty-minute like episode. Twenty-seven minutes. But or something. So much is happening. We get the kitty stuff. We get the homeless man stuff. We get, we get her get doing the painting. The, her doing the painting. The guy going around quizzing her. We got um, the backstory of what's her name, Fanny. It, it's Fanny. impressive because you're getting like an A, B, C, D, and yeah. E plot, but it feels like they actually are able to give all of those plot lines equal time like it's not like yeah. there's obviously the homeless man is the driving force of definitely, the episode definitely but like even i guess there's an f plot because there's also the caveman deciding that the house was built on his land since oh, he was the shit, first one that's there right so they, because the lawyer yeah so they yeah. keep the lawyer who is the woman burned at the stake at oh the salem witch God. trial but yeah like they're just like wandering around bothering her about that stuff and i love the solution to that is that they're like we've decided that we own this property. And she's like, you yeah. know what? That's great. Here, let me show you all the things that you guys got to handle. And they're like, we've decided we're going to gift you the yeah. house for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, and it, it all comes together in a very Ted Lasso-esque way. Ted, all right. Yeah. Well, he, so here's where tier number one happens. Okay. Tier number one. Tier number one happens. They accidentally, the, the email gets sent. They don't have time to stop things from happening. 
Nicholas very kindly like knocks on the door and goes, hey, a friend stopped by last night. It was really late, so I didn't want to bother you, but don't worry. He's gone, and I'm sorry I've been here for so long. I'm trying to hand... And then, like, the cop pulls up. Yeah. And, like, Nicholas is like, no, 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 I get it. And he, like, Mm. goes away. And they're trying to make it up to him. So they go to visit the homeless shelter, and their stove is broken. And they're like, well, I guess there's just not going to be a Christmas dinner unless you guys have a spare stove. And there's that... She goes... Well, what if? And then it just jump cuts to their home opened up to all of these yep. homeless people, and, and that's everybody. the first tear coming out. It just it, it hits me like yeah. every time because I'm like, that's it's like what you want to be able to do, yeah. right? Like yeah. if if you had the means and the land to do it, mm-hmm. open it up for that type of thing. So that like gets me going. Nicholas shows up, everybody's happy, and Mike doesn't want to go out as Santa because he thinks that it looks stupid. And Nicholas is like, Nicholas what size does. are the boots? Yep. And we cut to Kitty trying to convince... That was the one. That was the moment that got me. Trying to convince the senator that Santa was really here. And then Nicholas walks in and she goes, see, he came. Yep. That and was the even one that the got senator me. goes, he does every year, Kitty. Like, you're just like, oh god, the sweetness. It's such a good. It, it was it was a really good episode. I'm looking forward to getting to know all of these characters a little more. Yeah, it's um, going back. I would say my take on it when I watched it is that the first season is a stressful show. Yeah, <laughs> like it's funny, but it's definitely like that office type situation where. Allison is dealing so much with all of these nagging ghosts that she's being put in like really awkward, uncomfortable situations in front of other people. And that becomes really stressful. Seasons two and three, they really kind of become a much more wholesome show where it's like, no, these characters all love each other and they figure out how to like work in harmony. And I mean, that's always like, you know, Ted Lasso all the way type thing. Like, give me them feel, feel good, good moments for sure for sure this one this one got me man this was this was one that roped me in this isn't a uh this isn't like one of those shows that you're like hey watch the christmas episode of this and like what is bullshit watch nailed it oh my god um so so the only other thing i I liked nailed it that wasn't the one what was the one about the 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 i'm gonna name the super super ex-girlfriend or or oh crazy Crazy ex-girlfriend i was all out on that one yeah that wasn't yeah no i can't even recommend that show to people because i only think it gets going (laughs) i'm like that show doesn't even get good until season three of its four season run yeah and you gotta sit through about 40 episodes to get there so like but this one i'm i'm all in on this one so the only other thing i want to throw out there yeah and i'm not sure if you caught it it took lauren pointing this out to me Dude, I didn't even know Mike couldn't see the ghost, so That's I'm true. probably not going to know what you're talking about. So, the painting, the whole painting plot line where she's painting yes. this poet. Yes. And he sees the first version of the painting before she touches yeah, it up. Her, his nose is all like messed it's up. Like, it's the, horrible. Yeah. It looks terrible. So, he tells her before he sees the final painting. Yes. And then he loves the final painting. Yeah. And she's and like, she doesn't give it to him. She doesn't give it to him. She puts it in the basement, and there's a group of ghosts in the basement that look at the painting. Yes. So... Those the the sideline side note with those is that there's a whole plot where someone's trying to buy the land in one of the seasons, mm-hmm. and <laughs> while looking through the land, they discover that there is a full plague tomb in the basement <laughs> of like where they just laid all of the infected people to die oh, in Jesus. this pit. So the basement is filled with these plague ghosts. Yeah, but they're all the 
other ghosts play those characters. Oh, so it's like, like I noticed it this time because like Lauren had told me, but the ghost who's like, oh, lucky me, is Kitty. It's like it's Kitty. literally yeah. the actors who play Kitty. But yeah, anytime that you see any of the ghosts in the basement that are the plague ghosts, those it's the just ghosts. the same ghosts in different makeup. And there's actually one one actor's doing triple duty because. I think you see him twice. There's the headless ghost. Yeah. That's the caveman actor. Oh, okay. Also, he does double duty as both of those characters. I'm curious. I think one of the the charming parts about the show is the fact that the ghosts are writers on the show. And they're, they're playing multiple parts. I haven't watched the American version, but I just feel like there's going to be something lost. I I think so. Probably too. I, I think that this is such a... It's just such a British concept. It is. It is such a British concept. (laughs) It is a very, very British concept. I cannot understand. Like, I can see how The Office became, like, a hit in America and got the remake. But I can't see this taking off. As a matter of fact, when I, like... Googled ghosts to remind myself one of the first hits was did ghosts get canceled (laughs) (laughs) it didn't it got picked up by for a second season by CBS but well that's because CBS don't cancel (laughs) shit after it's first season it's true they'll run anything for at least two seasons yeah but um but yeah I just feel like it's it's gonna lose some of its luster coming to America I think so too I mean I'll if it's on Hulu maybe I'll give a couple episodes a watch I'm I mean, I'm forcing myself through How I Met Your Father right now, and that shit is bad. Dude, you force yourself through so much shit. What are you talking about? Just because I was watching Jersey Shore Family Vacation before you got here, you think I don't have taste? There's like so many things that you're like, hey, I watched all this. Hey, I'm sitting through every episode of ALF. Yeah. Well, that was for a video. That was for educational Dude, purposes. Dude, there's some things. I think I texted you and was like, I'm not watching this entire Ring in the Holidays WWE DVD, bro. We, we'll have to watch this when I get there. Yeah. So. Well, Merry Christmas, Dylan. Oh, uh, it's good to see you, Matt. Merry Christmas, man. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are... 
FemRegard podcast. Mm, fem. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 